0: Hey, Malachi here, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that what you hear will encourage, enlighten, and enrich your life. You know, it's our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change, to draw you closer to our Heavenly Father, as well as strengthen your walk with Christ, using the Word of God as our foundation. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing our podcast with others. And now, here's today's message. Greetings ladies and gentlemen, this is Life's Word Podcast and we are in Season 5, Episode 86. I'm your host, Malachi Mitchell. I appreciate you tuning in to our show today. We're actually starting off the new year with our video series and we are going to be taping for YouTube and I want to Say welcome to all of those on Facebook and those of you that are on YouTube. Thank you for tuning in. Please share our podcast with everyone you know. We want the Word of God to be able to go out and just bless as many people as we possibly can. We are now in about 25 to 30 countries, so it's growing. And I thank God for that. We're here just to share a few moments with you to give you some good nuggets for you to grow in your walk. We are not trying to be deeper than the ocean, but whatever God has given us, we want to share it with you. There is no protocol. We are just here to all to call, (laughs) just to have a good time in God and spend a little time together and I get people that, that ask me all the time, how do I discover God's will? I don't know uh, the plan for my life. I don't know a good direction for my life. And that's what we're going to kind of touch on in our show, how to discover God's will for your life. So those of you that are on Facebook watching, those of you that are on YouTube If you have your Bibles, please turn with me. I'm going to give you quite a few scriptures throughout our podcast today, but we're going to start reading from Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. So while you're taking a little time to find that, let me say this. Uh, The end of last year was extremely trying for myself. It was... A time of loss. And I know many people have lost loved ones. I lost three good friends at the end of last year. And one especially good friend, Robert, we've been friends since we were in grade school. And I had talked to him on his birthday in October, the night before he died, actually. And got word the next day, that night that he had passed, and apparently he was having some seizures, and I didn't even know he had seizures. This wasn't something that he had discussed with me, and and I'm sad because... We talked about everything. We'd share stories and hurts and things like that all down through the year. We had no secrets between us. We talked about our families, our kids, our grandkids, business, life, relationships, all of it. But he never shared with me that he was sick. And I'm going to tell you, pay attention to those that are in your life, those that are close to you. Pay attention to them because you never know what they're dealing with on the inside, how sick they could be. They could be hiding it from you and just ask them, how are you doing? And don't settle for, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. No, if if you sense an illness, you need to talk with them heart to heart. So you find out how you can help them. And I wish I would have known uh, maybe that's why he kept it from me, because he knew I would have got on his case about going to the doctors, and he was a surgeon. He was a back surgeon, and I'm like, dude, he was around doctors all day, every day, so there shouldn't been any excuse for him not to, you know, take care of himself. But we thank God for all that God is doing for us now, and regardless to you know, the death and the pain and the struggles that we face every day, we still need to know God's direction and, and discover his will for our lives. So if you have Ephesians five fifteen through 20, I'll read that. It says, see then that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh, I can say a big amen to that. The days we're living in right now are evil. Verse 17 says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is what I like here in verse 20. It says, giving thanks always for all things to God, the father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do I discover God's will for my life? That's what we're going to be discussing in tonight's today, whatever time zone you're in. That's what we're going to be discussing on our podcast. When I think about... Discovering God's will for my life. The one thing that I want to be sure of is knowing His plan. I know that's one way, a perfect way of understanding what God's will is for our life is to know His plan. Everybody seems to have a plan. You go through business classes, you talk about business plans, you go to a bank, you need money, they want to see a business plan. You want to get married, you need to have a plan. You have children, you need to have a plan. Everything in life centers around having a plan. And I know that whenever we talk about a plan, it it really seems fitting to go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. That's where most people seem to go when we start talking about a plan. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. But you know, when I think about us reading this particular scripture, we like the NIV version better because it sounds so much professionally done or stated because a lot of people in business, they like uh, this version. It says that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Everybody in business wants to be successful. Everybody in business wants to be wealthy and rich. And I know those that are on Facebook and those that are on YouTube, you probably have the same aspirations in life is to, you know, be maybe not wealthy, but rich, well off, no struggles. And that should be everyone's desire is to have a plenty. But we don't take into an account that in this particular portion of Jeremiah, there was a 70 year wait for any of this to come to pass, 70 years. Imagine that, 70 years they waited. And just in the 10th verse, if you read, it says God told them that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. What if God told you that after 70 years be accomplished at your job? in that relationship, in that community, whatever it is, whatever area you are in in your life, and then God says, I will visit you. Those are not the kind of plans any of us really want. We don't want to hear that we have to wait in order for God to move on our behalf. We want God to move expediently, but fortunately, The Bible provides many important principles regarding the will of God. Now, here's a public announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook, YouTube, public announcement. God is not trying to hide his will in our life. He's not trying to hide his will for our lives. He truly wants us to know his will. But Not only know it, to follow it. That's the key. Yes, we need to know it, but we also need to follow it. So where do we go from here? First off, the Bible is filled with clear statements regarding God's plan for our life. And they apply to all believers. If you're a believer, this applies to you. If you're a follower of Christ, you this applies to you. For instance, let me give you three activities. Three activities that are God's will for all believers, regardless of other circumstances that's going on. These are three activities that are God's will. For all of us that are believers, they're found over in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So when you get that, I'm going to give you the three activities that are God's will for all believers. And it's found in those scriptures, in those verses. Number one is rejoice always number two pray without ceasing and number three in everything give thanks why for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you three activities now i hope you're writing this down because it's important for you to go back and to look at this visit this again and see How important it is for us as believers to rejoice always, even when I was hurting because of losing my friends, I had to find deep down inside of me through the pain, the sorrow, the disappointment, the hurt, and rejoice that God was yet in control. Secondly, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing means that you're going to continually have a prayer on your lips. Have a prayer down on the inside of you. Have a prayer inside of you that you can go to for comfort and strength and encouragement. And in everything, and I mean everything, this is the hard part, in everything, give thanks It's hard giving thanks when things aren't going your way. It's hard giving thanks when the children are acting up. It's hard to give thanks when the husband is not home. It's hard to give thanks when the wife is acting crazy. It's hard to give thanks when the boss is hollering and screaming. It's hard to give thanks. Being joyful, having a consistent prayer life, and giving thanks no matter what are God's will. For all believers. Are you catching this? Now, do you want to know how to really understand God's will? I'm going to share with you how you can really understand God's will for your life. Let me give you a top secret formula. This is top secret, y'all. Now, this isn't something that the FBI found in one of my file cabinets going searching through our house, <laughs> like some of the stuff that's going on in Washington, but this is a top secret formula that you all should already know. You ready? Here it is. We can understand God's will through his word. Boom. That was deep, wasn't it? We can understand God's will through his word. God's will is perfect. And we can discover his plan for our lives by studying his word. We don't know what we don't know until we know. And then when we know, what do we do about it? That's the thing. What do you do when you learn something new that's going to better your life? That's going to increase your income. That's going to build your status quo on the job. What do you do when you learn something new? You put it into action. So everything we read in the word of God, we need to put it into action. In Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the men of God and women of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want to be equipped for every work that God has called you to do? You need to be in the word of God, reading his. People say, how do I hear from God? How do I know that he's speaking to me? When you read the word of God, he's speaking to you. Then I laugh and tease him and says, you want to, you want Jesus to talk to you? Read all the, the <laughs> verses in red, read all the red letters. Then, you know, Jesus is talking to you all the read all the red letters. We can better understand God's plan for our lives by closely following him. Are you following him or are you following those that are on social media? Are you following those that are on TikTok? Are you following those influencers than following what God says in his word? We're quick to follow people that are on social media because they're on social media. Now, we'll get up in the morning and we'll get on social media before we get down to pray to God to say thank you for another day. Mm -mm -mm. We'll get on social media before we even roll over and say, God, thank you for allowing me to see this day. We'll get on and see what's happening in social media, see what's trending. You see how we do, God? We need to follow closely to what God's word is telling us. But in what ways can we follow him? That's an excellent question too. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, Paul says this, is this I beseech you, therefore, brethren, and I put in there, therefore, sistering, by the mercies of God that you present. Was he talking about? Present that you provide that you show that you yield your bodies as a living sacrifice how holy acceptable which is well pleasing to god which is what your reasonable service that's your that's our reasonable service to present ourselves to him in such a way that we are a living sacrifice for him. Verse 2 says, and do not be conformed. What does that conform mean? Fashioned alike, conformed to the same patterns to this world. People are so busy mimicking the world. This is why people don't really respect Christians per se, those that say I'm a Christian, but they're mimicking the world. They're dressing like the world. They're talking like the world. And when I say the world, those that are not saved, those that are not Christians, those that are not believers, they're still in the world. Remember when you were out in the world? Remember when you weren't saved? You were a part of that same group. Same group. He says, don't be Don't be conformed to this world, but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove literally to test or figuratively discern and examine what is that good and acceptable and perfect, what perfect, what growth, perfect mental and moral character, that perfect character. This is God's will. We can't, you know, when we dedicate our lives to God and turn away from the principles of this world, we prepare our hearts to hear from God. You no longer should live the rest of your time in flesh for the 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 lust of men but for the will of God if you read first Peter 4 and 2 get away from the lustful things of man and start drawing yourself closer to the spiritual things of God. God's will for our lives has a reason and it has a purpose. it is through scriptures that we can find meaning, and principles discerning God's will. Our whole surrounding circumference, our whole study, our whole text, our whole lesson, whatever it is, it's all, you can find meaning and principles discerning God's will through his word, through his scriptures, through the Bible. It is confirmed that in First Thessalonians four, three through seven, the necessities of being a living sacrifice and gives us more details about what God's plan is. Read First Thessalonians 4, three through seven. For this is the will of God even for your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess your own vessel in sanctification and honor. The fifth verse says, not in the concupience, which is the longing for what is forbidden, of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage and defraud or get over on his brother in this manner, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, watch this, but in holiness. We've gotten away from holiness. And I'm not talking about church. Church is not holiness. Dancing around the aisles is not holiness. Playing the instruments is not holiness. Holiness is a lifestyle. It's how we live according to what God has directed us to live. We can discover the will of God and his plan for our lives through prayer. How's your prayer life? Do you have a prayer life or are you one that's always asking someone else to pray for you instead of you praying for yourself in Colossians four and 12? Epapyrus, another one of those in the gospel and a bond servant of Christ was always laboring for, fervently for the church in his prayers he was always praying for the church we need someone that's praying for us we need someone fervently praying for us my mom would fervently pray for her sons we'd be out in the streets doing whatever we're doing and my mom would be in praying lord cover my sons cover my children save my children cover them lord cover them protect them lord watch over them she was always praying that prayer but he was always laboring for the church in his prayers that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Paul says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus in Philippians 4, uh, Philippians three, fourteen. Are you striving? To be complete in him, are you striving to? towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. The Colossian believers needed to know God's will. And it's amazing because when you read a lot of these books in the Bible, in the new Testament, these writers, they're talking to the church. They're not talking to unbelievers. They're talking to the church. And a lot of this stuff that was happening in the church There were young Christians, or there was still sexual immorality. There was still a lot of other sinful things, uh, activities going on because they were new. They were learning. And that's why I say the walk is daily. No one's perfect. No one knows it all. No one has it all. No one is all. Because we're all learning how to walk this walk. So when you trip and stumble and fall, don't stay down there. Get up, dust yourself off, ask God to forgive you and keep walking. The Colossian believers needed to know God's will. We need to know God's will as well as doing it. We need to know his will and we need to do his will. This is why a papyrus prayed for them continually. We grow in our understanding of God's will through prayer. We discover God's will and his plan for our lives through prayer. And we grow in our understanding of God's will through prayer. This is why we are told to pray without ceasing. Watch this. We can also pray for God to reveal his plan to others those that need help in understanding what his will and plans are for their lives. This is why we need people in and around us that know how to pray and reach heaven on our behalf. This is why it's important, and you have to be very careful who you ask to pray for you and over you. Not everybody can do that. You want someone that's truly walking with God, truly has a relationship with God, to be able to touch God, to be able to touch heaven, to be able to reach his throne. Not everybody has that ability. So stop asking any and everybody to pray for you, especially, especially if they are not true believers and Christians and saved and walking with God. I don't really understand what actually goes through a person's mind that is saved. Hear me on this. To ask someone that doesn't have a relationship with God to pray for them. Now, mind you, there are plenty of people that will go and argue this point. They will argue this point that sinners have as much right to pray to God as those that are believers. And I can pause on that, let you think about it. But I'm one that will not argue with fools because that makes us both fools. But I will say this in an apologetic way, not in in a I'm sorry way, but in a defender of the word way. To those that feel that a sinner can pray to God with an unrepentant heart and have the same breakthrough as one that has given their hearts to him through the forgiveness of sin. God only hears the prayer of a repentant heart. Hello? God only hears the prayer of a repentant heart. Heart. People seem to confuse God speaking to a sinner and God hearing an unrepentant heart or an unrepentant sinner. There are plenty of times in the Bible when God spoke to those that were sinners, right? Plenty of times. We are all sinners who have fallen short of his glory as Romans 3.23 would tell us. But I tend to believe that God is more than willing to look upon and respond to those willing to humble themselves before him and cry out in a godly, sorrowful attitude. Did you catch that? People that are willing to, to humble themselves before who God and cry out, cry out in a godly, sorrowful attitude. It's it's more than just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you got to have a godly, sorrowful attitude, your mindset, your attitude, your heart, Everything. Two things must happen here. Hear me on this, please. Two things. One, be willing to humble yourself before God. Are you willing to humble yourself before God? And two, cry out in a godly, sorrowful attitude. You want to reach God? You want to touch God? You want to get God's attention? be willing to humble yourselves before him and then cry out in a godly, sorrowful attitude that brings repentance, that brings salvation, that brings forgiveness. All of this brings your, your closeness to God for him to hear your prayers. You can find as a reference to any of what I have stated in Proverbs. And let me give you some scriptures to back this up, what I just talked about. Proverbs 1, 24 through 28. And Proverbs 28 and 9. And then Daniel 9, 13 and 14. And 1 Peter three twelve. God has stated that he will not respond to those who are indulging in evil and refuse to repent. Did you hear me? For those in the back, God has stated in his word that he will not respond to those who are indulging in evil and refuse to repent. God does. Listen, God does love sinners, He loves sinners, and he hears all prayers. Yes, God hears all prayers, but here's the big conjunction here. He decides, based on his own wisdom, how he will answer them. As one of my God sisters would say, ooh, that right there. So with that being said, seek those that have a true relationship with God before you ask them to pray for you, to know God's will and plan for your life. If I don't say anything else, that's one of the most important points right there. Then they can pray on your behalf to God to reveal his plan, his will, his directions for your life. After all, we are all imperfect humans. No one is perfect. We all have our problems. We all have our issues. We all have our drama. We all have our baggage. However, if we would just take those two important steps, be willing to humble yourself, and then cry out in a godly, sorrowful attitude and watch what happens. My last point in discovering God's will for your life. Are you enjoying this? I'm I'm enjoying what God is doing for us in this 2023. There's a lot that has conspired. There's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. But you know what? As long as you stay in his word and be grounded in God's word, praying and seeking his will, you don't have to worry about what's going on around you. You can just continue to pray that his will will be done. God sometimes reveals or he confirms his plans for us through other means. What do I mean by this? Is through a personal way, personal circumstances, personal relationships, or even in dreams. However, these areas are often more subjective and we must be, carefully evaluate such signs by God. We have to evaluate such signs by what God has clearly said in Scripture. Base everything on the word of God and not just on what man says. This is why I tell people when I'm preaching, don't take my word for it write it down, take notes, go home and study it. Cause sometimes I might make a mistake because I'm high on the spirit and the anointing has come in and I'm, I'm just out here, just way up here. I might misquote something, you know, I might miss, miss something because I'm human. I might not remember, you know, I'm, I, I didn't catch it at that time until I go back and listen to the recording. You're like, Ooh, Uh, I said that wrong. I didn't mean to say that. I was like, oh, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to come out. But you know what? Confirm everything through his word. Base everything on the word of God. Somebody tells you something, you don't have to agree or disagree. Just go back and confirm it. Base everything you say on the word of God. If you want to know God's plan for your life, then you must learn to walk with God. That's important. Learn to walk with God. You need to develop a relationship with him. We can rest assured of God's promise that if we draw near to him, guess what? He will draw near to us. James 4, 8. That's Bible. That's a promise. As we rejoice and as we pray without ceasing, as we give thanks for everything, and as we study the scriptures and seek to live a holy life, the best we can do the best you can, as long as you're doing it for God, that's when we can discover that he will reveal his will and plan for us in his perfect time and in a way that we can understand i want to give you an opportunity right now to humble yourselves before god and cry out in a sorrowful godly sorrowful attitude those that are facing turmoil, those that are going through a struggle, those that don't know God but would like to know God. Here's an opportunity right now for you to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Here's what I would like to do I want to give you this opportunity right now to exercise your faith. You say you have faith, let's see how much faith you really have and demonstrate what we're about to do and accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you would like to join the family of God, here's what I want you to do. Pray this simple prayer and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Repeat this after me, if you will. God, I know that I am a sinner and I have sinned against you. And I am deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve. So that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I place my trust in you for salvation. I receive you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway to Christ. Now, if you want to write to me and share your story of faith, you can do that. Let me know that you said yes to Jesus through Facebook or YouTube, or you can email me at life'swordministry at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your testimony. I would like to also take this time to thank those of you that partner with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry. We are a listener-supported podcast, and your generous giving allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. If you're not a partner and you'd like to partner with us, you can certainly do so by sowing a seed into this ministry. You can go to paypal.me forward slash. Life's Word Ministry. And before I get out of here, remember, pick up a new copy of my my new book called Pathway to Christ. It's on Amazon.com. It's available in paperback and hardcover. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on Life's Word Podcast. We look forward to being with you again real soon. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. I trust you were blessed and enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to tune in again right here on Life's Word Podcast.